Now it's time for our Stormy Daniels update. And for that, we turn to our chief Stormy correspondent, Katha Pollitt. Katha, welcome back. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, the latest in the Stormy story is that her attorney, Michael Avenatti, says Trump's statement last week provides a big boost to Stormy's case. That was when Trump told the press on Air Force One that he was not aware of the agreement and the payment his attorney, Michael Cohen, made to Stormy. This was the agreement, of course, that Stormy would not talk about having had sex with Trump in exchange for $130,000, and that any dispute over this agreement would be settled secretly in arbitration and not in open court. Trump has sued Stormy for violating the agreement and says she is required to settle this in arbitration. Could you bring us up to date on on where we stand now, what Avenatti's recent position has been? Well, his position which makes a lot of sense, is if Trump did not sign the agreement, the agreement is invalid. You can't sign a non-disclosure agreement with someone, you know, on behalf of someone who doesn't even know about it. Yeah, so Trump can't enforce an agreement whose existence he was not aware of. I agree with you. Right. That seems like a pretty strong argument. So Avenatti wants to start with what the lawyers call limited discovery. This means deposing Trump, getting answers from him under oath. What what does Avenatti want to discover? So uh, what um, Michael Avenatti hopes will happen is that he will have this discovery in which he Trump has to go on the record of, did he know about this agreement? Where did this money come from? <laughs> did, did, did the money come from him? And was the purpose of the agreement to silence Stormy? These are all questions that America would love to know the answer to. So let's go back a step. What do you think about Stormy? Will Stormy save us? Well, I really hope Stormy will save us. It, it's kind of a long shot, isn't it? But, uh, I love Stormy. Stormy is great. Stormy is so, she's smart. She's very uh, funny. If you follow her Twitter feed, it's quite hilarious. She is what she is, very plain spoken. She makes no bones about it, which is uh, sets her in contrast to almost everybody in the Trump administration. Now, my aunt, who is um, very, uh, has the wisdom of, of old age, she thinks that that Stormy is going to be the end of Trump, not because people will be so shocked that he slept with a porn star in a one-night stand. I have to say, this is always described as an affair. Sleeping with someone once is not an affair. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a one-night stand. But my aunt believes that the non-disclosure agreement will bring him down because it's sealed with this $130,000 payment, uh, which seems to have been made, I don't know, by by the lawyer, Michael Cohen. And then the question is, you know, well, where did he get that money? And it could be seen as an illegal campaign contribution if the money came from Michael Cohen but was intended to benefit Trump and happened during the campaign. So, of course, his Trump's fans won't care about it, any of that. But I just have to believe that there are pro-Trump people out there who are not immune to every single one of the bad things that Trump and his minions have been doing. Well, let's assume that Trump gets deposed the way Michael Avenatti wants to, 
let's assume that Trump lies about Stormy and gets caught lying. And the Democrats, meanwhile, have retaken the House and uh, vote articles of impeachment against Trump for lying about having had sex with Stormy. Does this remind you of anything? Well, it certainly does. It certainly does. And when you think of all those people going on their high horse about Clinton back when, and, and many of whom turned out to have been doing similar things themselves, it is quite amusing. But, you know, you yourself laid out why that isn't going to happen, which is even if we take, we Democrat, Democrats take back the House, they probably won't take back the Senate to the extent that you would need to have an impeachment trial work. And I just don't think, I mean, I see no signs that the Republicans are ready to abandon their golden-haired, their orange-haired boy. And there's one other parallel, even though in the Bill Clinton case, there was a strong argument that he had lied under oath, impeachment failed, Bill Clinton supporters yeah. didn't change their mind. So having sex with a woman who was not his wife did not end the career of the presidency of Bill Clinton at all. And I would not expect this to end the presidency of Donald Trump, except there is also, don't you sometimes feel like, if only we can just drive him over the edge. Oh, dear. <laughs> you oh, know, dear. maybe it'll be a lot of little things, and he just won't be able to take it anymore. Then, of course, we'll have the terrible problem of Mike Pence. I mean, people always forget this when they are thinking about getting rid of Donald Trump, that Mike Pence, would, um, in some ways, would be worse, although saner, maybe less likely to blow up the world, but more likely to, you know, put women in, in the re-education camp. Oh, dear. But we, uh, think, we think Mike Pence probably has not had sex with a porn star. Well, you know, they do say that those are the ones mm. that, you know, it's just like everyone who's obsessed with how evil homosexuality is is really fending off their own urges. So we don't really know what any of these people are up to. We only see a carefully crafted image in your column on Stormy, you take up the issue of her statement that she was not coerced into having sex with Trump in that one-night stand. She consented. What do you make of that? Well, I thought that was a little sad because, you know, and she said, you know, this isn't a Me Too situation, but actually kind of is a Me Too situation because what Me Too is all about really is women who are put in this position where they're kind of nudged and bullied and find themselves in an awkward situation where, you know, having sex with someone might be the, the simplest solution. I don't know if you saw this story in The New Yorker that everybody was talking about called Cat Person yeah. by Kristen Rupinian. And this was a story of uh, two millennials in which the woman, the woman ends up sleeping with this kind of awful guy because she can't really get out of it it would be it would be she'd have to be rude she'd have to say well i'm sorry i'm leaving uh, 
And somehow she she can't do that. Um, and I think that a lot of Me Too situations are like that. It's your boss. What do you say? If you say the wrong thing, you might lose your job. And I've heard so many stories like this from women who are like Stormy, um, although maybe not, you know, porn stars, but who are very strong and, and self-willed and smart and everything and have a lot going for them. But, you know, to make a fuss. Is, too, is a step too far because they might lose something important, like their job. And Stormy indeed was hoping, even though she knew it was unlikely, that Trump would get her a spot on Celebrity Apprentice. She knew it was unlikely, but it was his show, and he said that's why he wanted to talk to her, and so she wanted to see if she could accomplish that and get out of the porn business. Right. And, you know, she says, you know, I came to your hotel room, so you got me. Let's get this over with. That's that. I mean, that's my my phrasing of what she said. But it's sort of like, well, I did go there. So it's my fault. I wanted I wanted something, you know, in business. And so it's my fault if it turns into a a sexual deal. Um, And that's something men don't have to contend with that. Men can men can go to Donald Trump's hotel room. And just do a, you know, I mean, he has lots of men, and he had lots of men on The Apprentice, and those the men didn't have to sleep with him. So it's an issue that gets to the heart of inequality, inequality in the workplace. That there's always this extra thing that women have to deal with. Another question, sort of a college quiz question: Compare and contrast Stormy with Melania. They seem oh. to be they seem to be opposites, you know, the porn star and the wronged wife. Yes. Well, you know, I got in a little trouble because I did say that I felt sorry for Melania. I call her a miserable bird in a gilded cage. My aunt and every other woman I know and probably every man I know said she made her choice. And people don't like trophy wives, but I feel Melania wouldn't be the first woman who married a man because it seemed like a good idea at the time and has been forced to live with her mistake. I called it in my call. I called it a youthful mistake. People pointed out she was 35. It's not so useful. But, you know, so I have to qualify by saying, you know, yeah, Melania did a lot of bad things. She supported Trump's birtherism nonsense. She... uh, Supported him against the many, many women who have come out saying that he sexually harassed them. She, you know, has been sort of by her his side, although she always looks angry, miserable, <laughs> and, like yes. waiting for it to be over when she yeah. does it. Um, but I, there's just that little piece of me that thinks, well, she made a terrible mistake. She just wanted to have a rich man, and then she'd go out for lunch at fancy restaurants with her friends, and everything would be okay. Last thing, Trump's attorneys have argued that Stormy Daniels could owe Trump about $20 million for violating the nondisclosure agreement about having had sex with him. Do you think the president will sue the porn star for $20 million? <laughs> well, that would be that would be very amusing indeed. Uh, Michael Avenatti was hilarious about that because what that is based on is that every time she mentions any of this, it's another... Uh, million dollars. Penalty. Another million another dollars. million dollars. But as he pointed out, look, there it is a contract that says, I give you $130,000, and if you break the contract, you give me $20 million. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not a contract that any judge would uphold. Katha Pollitt, she wrote about Stormy and Melania for her new column in The Nation. 
Katha, thanks for talking with us. Always great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Thank you.